Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Mawson Michael Radley. Good morning and welcome to SEN Track 657 and Friday means Gloucester Park and also Talking Harness WA. Brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. Loans 123 for car loans and Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry. Big show coming up, a Hall of Famer. Really excited to talk to our guest today. Plus, we'll get into all the... Um, the good oil from Scott Hill uh, from the Gloucester Park, um, the Gloucester Park meeting tonight, and also around the grounds with Jason Bonington and Ben Cray, and it's a very, a big welcome to our uh, co-host Glenn Mortimer. How are you, Morts? Yeah, morning, Michael. Uh, looking forward to t- t- today's show. Looking forward to the big race tonight. Should be an absolute cracker. Uh, last week, a um, couple of highlights from last week's meeting. Brilliant um, performance by Michael Young to. Um, Train his first uh, Metro winner, which was fantastic, with Bolter, which I think he bought about 12 months ago for, um, for a modest price. It was good to see that uh, horse get up and win for him and the win by Just for Love in the bracelet, um, trained by the Howlets and driven by Jocelyn Young. So um, great victory there and looking forward to speaking to Bomber this morning. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll listen to that uh, gold bracelet victory a little bit later on. Uh, but our special guest today... Um, is uh, the husband of the trainer of one of the uh, real chances in tonight's uh, Choices Floor in Golden Slipper, and it's a, a great contest. Comes up at race six tonight at Gloucester Park. And before we uh, introduce uh, our first guest, Trevor Warwick, let's uh, go back uh, to one of the first two-year-old races of the season at Pinjarra, and uh, it, it sort of set up the season with uh, a couple of really good horses coming through, but Magnificent was just a little bit too good. Give us a wave, the leader. Coming to the outside, Magnificent. They lead one and a half, two lengths. Lavrajo as Magnificent moves up alongside. Give us a wave. Give us a wave and Magnificent switching back to the inside. Lavrajo. Give us a wave, pulling out plenty. Magnificent coming at him. They go to the line. Stride for stride. Photo finish. Magnificent and give us a wave. Not much in it when they'd hit the line. Lavrajo. There wasn't much in it. There was only a short half head, which is the, the barest possible margin, but uh, Magnificent got the uh, cash on that occasion, defeating Give Us a Wave and Lavrajo back in third pos- uh, position. And those three horses have come through and just, you know, they've been uh, pretty much the benchmarks all the way through the season. And as we say, uh, a very big welcome to Trevor Warwick. Trevor, who'd have thought back in uh, just about the first two-odd race of the season in February that uh, those three horses would go right through to our, our big race of the year here at Gloucester Park uh, tonight in the Golden Slipper? Yes, it was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good contest, actually. It was one of those races where you, uh, you thought to yourself, uh, I think these horses might go on, and that that's, was my thinking at the time because uh, when horses run those sort of sectionals and hit the line hard, at that early time of the year, I thought they had futures. Yeah, and and he's he's got on uh, magnificent as well, and he's he's been in those. He hasn't missed a big race, has he? He's he's been in those and just hasn't had the the luck in those big races. No, he's he's had the bad draws to the extent that uh, someone mentioned the other day that he's had five different drivers on him, which is unusual <laughs> for a good two-year-old. <laughs> so that's how bad his draws have been. Uh, but with, that's racing. We've got to get on with it. Can't worry about it. 
Certainly was a, a very good run uh, last start, though, uh, Trevor. Um, sneaking home into third in a, in a very good field. So um, you must have been very pleased with that and looking forward to tonight. Yeah, that was that was a real good run because he was uh, he was wide and sprinting hard and he, he cornered good and hit the line hard. So I, I was thinking the same thing that if he can get get a draw uh, anywhere where he can be dangerous, well then we'll find out which is the best horse on the night. Now, Trevor, I don't mean to make you feel old here, but uh, you drove your first winner in the year that I was born, um, <laughs> and you've. Uh, <laughs> You've driven more than uh, more than two thousand winners, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame in two thousand and twelve. Three drivers premierships, uh, six runner-ups, four trainer premierships, and eight runner-ups. Um, we'll, we'll be here all day if you go through all, the, all these credits. But you uh, you trained and drove some of uh, my favourite horses uh, over the years. That's for sure. And I'd just like to, um, of all the horses that you trained and drove, which one was your favourite and which one was, you know, potentially the best horse that you uh, trained and drove? Yeah, it, it, I get that question uh, often, but I, I, when I give the answer, uh, people look at me as if I'm crazy. So I'll go I'll just go one more time. Uh, <laughs> my favourite horse was Lincoln Storm um, because he was just one of those courageous horses that he raced in, uh, in what, four states or something and found the line hard in every... Every place we took him uh, on the night you wanted him, he just raised to the occasion. Uh, so we really had a soft spot for him. Uh, Yarra Cooler, potentially the best horse that ever drove uh, and trained. He was uh, he was exceptional, won the slipper, uh, and unfortunately couldn't carry on. But uh, he didn't win the nugget as a four-year-old. But had had the great speed, tremendous attitude, and just unfortunately was unsound. So. I got the other two. Mazzini Magic is a real soft uh, spot in my heart because uh, she was just this wonderful two-year-old that travelled everywhere around Australia and uh, just did a great job. And I, I look now, back now and think what a tremendous effort it was because she was she was floated across, she was flown across, she went backwards and forwards four times in the two-year-old year. So she was a fantastic little horse. Yeah, and then, of course, Murano Magic um, was another outstanding horse you had and a couple of the Trunky horses in Trunky Westerner and Trunky Sting. Yeah, they were great horses. Um, you know, and you leave out the Pacing Cup winner as well. That's, you know, because uh, the fact that, you know, he didn't race that long. But uh, over the years, there, there was a tremendous amount of horses that went through my place that you you sort of thought to yourself, poor, was I lucky to have those sort of horses? So looking back, uh, because they kept coming through, and uh, it was it was quite a regular thing to get a good horse. And Morano Magic, of course, uh, uh, he was a, a real high-speed, lovely horse that uh, I bought for a wonderful client at the time, Albie Langford, and uh, Albie stuck with me from day one right to the end. It was just a marvellous association. Now, now Trevor, your, your wife, Kat, does all the training now, and, and you do a lot of work with the, the junior drivers. What, 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 is, what does your role entail as the driving master? Uh, the driving master situation is is quite unique to WA, and I think it's unfortunate they don't do it in other states because uh, um, you can pass on your knowledge um, to the to the younger drivers uh, just um, in simple things uh, like just you know learning form form, which is a, a pretty important thing. Uh, keep your mind on what you've got to do. Don't uh, you know? Don't sort of stray. All those sort of things that we learnt, uh, but it took us five years to learn, whereas we can pass it or I can pass that on to young drivers that uh, 
um, you, you can see sort of getting to a stage and then having a flat spot and, and you say to yourself, well, I've been there, done that, so I can help them out. But I think it's in, an important thing, uh, and unfortunately now it's got very professional. Uh, we, well, we do in Western Australia, we have a coach as myself, but the other states uh, don't have a coach. And I, I watch the races and think, oh, my goodness, you know, they could do with a coach uh, because uh, it, it just sort of uh, shortcuts the errors. Put it that way. Yeah, well, a lot of I the think... th- lot of the thoroughbred places have one, and so uh, I think Alf Matthews in Melbourne with Darren Gauchy and and the different states in the thoroughbred. So it's good to see WA Harness doing it. And just before we let you go, Trevor, uh, you must be proud of seeing Shane and Lauren Tritton go to, to America and follow in your footsteps and and Shane's father Peter Tritton. Um, and they've had immediate success, and and it's good to see uh, Australians doing well over there. Oh, it's wonderful to see it. You know, it's, it just goes to show you that uh, down under here, we, we're right up to it. Don't worry about that. And when we went up there, uh, it was great. We were fortunate that we trained in the state of Delaware and uh, Shane's father, Peter, was there. And he, not whilst he wasn't at the same track as us, uh, we run into him a lot. And he was a great, great help to us. And I, no doubt Shane's been able to cash in on that as well because it's... Uh, you. You call a foreigner when you go up there, and you are a foreigner. <laughs> so <laughs> you do you do need some Aussie support, and uh, Shane's been fortunate with that. And also, he raced on uh, uh, Menangle, where it was a speed track. Uh, that was something that we had to change our style of racing or, or training to when we first went there. And I think that uh, Shane was fortunate that he already knew that part. That uh, if you're not uh, if you're not sharp, you're not in it. So it's it's been very fortunate for him but to see him get do well like that that's wonderful to keep our flag flying it sure is uh, good luck to, tonight trevor with magnificent he's 11 dollars on on tab touch uh, drawn well just to follow the speed through and, and hopefully you get a, a little bit more luck tonight in in, in the biggest race uh, of the year for the two-year-olds yeah thanks very much guys and uh, i really do hope he can uh, do something in this is two-year-old year but i think he's filling out he's thickening up uh, he's not a big horse and I feel that three-year-old and uh, he's, that could be a good year and also a four-year-old because he's he's just maturing now and I think that that will help him a lot in his future racing. Good on you, Trevor. Thanks thanks for your time. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers. There you go, Trevor Warwick. And uh, I know you're excited, uh, Mort, when we're going to talk to, to Trevor today. Oh, a legend. Um, you know, back in the, the year of Warwick, uh, Kersley, um, you know, Lindor, Coulson, Schrader was some fantastic uh, trainer drivers and, you know, not too many better than uh, Tricky Trev. No, no, he's, uh, he's very good and uh, has been around the world and uh, is bringing that knowledge down to our, our younger drivers as well as the driving master. Well, it's time for a break here on uh, SEN Track 657 Talking Harness WA. And as we go to the break, let's go back one week to the feature event. It was the, for the two-year-old fillies, and it was taken out for by the Barry Howlett train Just for Love, who dawdled through in 63.6 but ripped home in 57.4 and was a really strong winner. And down on the inside is Star for Me, then Benisari Lane for the back, Lady Bella Ann, and also Better Beach Bell, but up towards a home turn. And Just for Love gets away, leads by five or six metres. Secret Reaction sticks on OK. Getting up on the inside is Star for Me, and also Lady Bella Ann is starting to work home as well. But nicely clear, Just for Love over the final stages, doing it well. Getting through Lady Bella Ann the inside, but Just for Love has won it. Just for Love. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Only I have Friday on my mind. I got to get tonight. 
This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Please, Jimmy Max right in this race. He's only ahead away. Q-Town rip-roaring the inside. Madame Milan yet to pull out at 101. And then came the Black Cardinal and sightseeing Anvil. 28-3 the next quarter. Coming to the home turn. And still the leader is cut above from our Rhythm and Blues. And Jimmy Mack tries hard. Q-Town rip-roaring the inside. And then sightseeing Anvil in the straight they run, though. In front, cut above. It could be a stable with Cronella because Q-Town rip-roaring is getting up on the inside. Down the outside, though. Running on Jimmy Mack. The Black Cardinal late cut above. The Mayor's in front, though near the line, Cut Above has won. Cut Above beat the Black Cardinal and... That was Cut Above last week in career best form for trainer Matthew Scott and owner Tim Blee and driver Shannon Savalco and uh, through the first half in 60.8 but again uh, after a, a leisurely first half got home in 56.7 and made it almost impossible to beat her. She goes around again tonight in race number four tonight um, and she's drawn barrier three Cut Above the more you win, the better the price. $34. Uh, the favourite is number two, Son of a Tiger, at 175, coming back from the stand. And Stroke of Luck at 195. Looks a great race, race number four tonight. I'm sure there's going to be some betting moves in that uh, market tonight, race number four. But the big Gloucester Park meeting tonight, the first race is at uh, 5.17. It is the Choices Flooring Golden Slipper Night. And we welcome in our form expert to... Preview some of the uh, races in depth. It is uh, Scott Hill. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Morning, Bomber. Bit of a tough week last week. It was. We, uh, yeah, the, the, I was pretty happy with it just about every race early in the event, but uh, <laughs> I got, got most horses. Uh, I overrated them, obviously, because they landed exactly where I wanted them, but uh, didn't live up to my expectations. So, yeah, we uh, back up again tonight. Hopefully, uh, get a couple on the board. Yep, uh, and we've got to get into it. We've got to look at uh, a couple of races, and then we'll look at the Golden Slipper a little bit later on. The first race we've got to look at is race number one. As I said, comes up at 5.17 tonight, and uh, it is the Choices Flooring Northern Pace. And number one is uh, 29.12 at 3.60. Number two, good times ahead, $4. One for Sassy at 13. Naylor, 31. Prada's Ideal Darling at four forty. Ignite the Passion at $101. Regal Ambition, $71. Tactile Sensation at $101. Euphoric Moment at eight fifty, And that is the front line. On the back line, the favourite inside the back line on our Tab Touch market. Courage Tells for Ryan Warwick at three twenty. dollars uh, Charlie L at $41. And Tanaka Eagle at $51. Interesting race, this one. Uh, Bomber, how'd you see it? Yeah, there's one in here that I've been waiting for for a few weeks. He's been racing in much harder company, and that's 29.12. And it comes up with a really nice draw here. Um, I did Matt Scott in the press last week. Just he was, uh, I noted he said that this is the best track worker he has at home, and uh, not even his good horse can get near him. So he's had some horrible draws in really good races, running home in good times. Uh, he's a big chance of holding up tonight. I think the only one that can cross him is uh, Prada's Ideal Darling. But if uh, he can kick through and hold the front three from three when leading at the track, and uh, he's going to take all sorts of running over, I think. Should be interesting at the start. Um, looking at the Rawa Harness website, uh, Michael Grantham said, if the one hands up to me, I'll be hard to catch. We will push the button early. And um, Aldo Cordopassi uh, looks a good race for him and will roll forward. So... Um, Hopefully uh, Shannon can. Um, he's got the perfect draw, working well, and uh, can hold the front. 
I'm hoping so, Mort. Uh, the big the big question, Mark, I think the Prada's ideal darling, he can really run the gate when asked, and now they can time the gate pretty well. And this start here does tend to advantage those drawn a little bit wider. So, yeah, Shannon's going to have to time this pretty well spot on, but at the end of the day, he doesn't have to lead to win 29-12, and I just think this is a really nice race for him. Big dropping grade. And uh, he looks uh, looks a nice price. Looks overs there at uh, at three dollars forty, as Michael said. What's the play in uh, in race one then, uh, Bomber? I thought he was a two dollar fifty chance, so we'll make him a two unit bet to kick us off. Two unit bet would be a nice uh, nice start, Bomber. So. Um, Let's hope we get the uh, cash early and then on to race seven. Yeah, race number seven, we've got to jump to. And this is the choices flooring bustled and pace over the um, short course, 1730 metres. So barrier is all important here. And uh, that is why Walsh is the favourite at $1.80 on tab touch. Major Shard drawn to at $20. Art Tudor at $26. Dennis, 101. Uh, Major Artist at 41. Lord Roscoe at 250. Uh, who's Who in the Zoo, 91. Bolter, 31, who won last week. Extradite at 101. And then on the back line, we have Boom Time for Chris Voke at $5. Suleiman at 34. And El Tsunami at 126. And we have a short price favourite here in uh, Walsh Drawn Barrier 1 at 180 here, Scott. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, uh, Rads, when you, you say barrier draws all important here. The, this race will be won in the first 50, 60 metres for mine. Um, Walsh, he's a horse that has shown plenty of gate speed in the past, but it's been a long time since I've asked him for it. And uh, I'm hoping Lord Roscoe from out wide can cross him. Uh, he can come out with his tail on fire, this horse. He, he's led from seven at just about every track around the place. Um, and if he can get across Walsh, I, I think the race is over. I can't see anything sitting outside him or coming from behind him to beat him. So I'm putting all the eggs in the basket early and hoping Dylan can uh, cross Walsh and, and get us home. He's been in uh, devastating form, uh, Lord Roscoe. Um, and despite a quick lead last time, uh, still came home in a very nice 28.7. And even the start before that, uh, led then um, handed up and was able to scoot up the inside and um, reel off a 27.4 and win as well. So he's got a couple of tricks in his bag. Yeah, he's certainly no one-trick pony. And he's, as you say, he's shown that in his last couple. Um, I'm not giving up on him if he sits in the breeze here because I do think Walsh is definitely a better sit-kick horse. Uh, from one to nine, they probably have to try and bury through. But uh, I think they've learned probably over the last 10 to 12 starts that, that he does do his best work when not used early. Um, so I think Lord Roscoe can sit outside him. And I'd actually think that if Lord Roscoe can't get over the top of him, the one that could beat them both if uh, he couldn't lead would be boom time off their back. So, yeah, I'm, I've got a bit of a set against Walsh here. It, it sort of maps well, doesn't it, Boom? Tommy's either going to be behind the leader or three pegs. And, and when they get home really quick last halves at Gloucester Park, you want to be on the pegs, don't you? Yeah, this will be pegs dominated, I think. And the only one that could sit in the breeze would be Lord Roscoe. So one of the three, I think, will certainly win. But I've got it back to Lord Roscoe on top of uh, Boom time, I think. And what's the what's the play on this one at uh, Lord Roscoe currently showing two dollars fifty on Tab Touch? Yeah, well, I marked him around that two fifty mark. I was hoping we'd probably get four or five dollars, uh, but yeah, he, he came up much shorter than I expected. But still, the two fifty I think is the right price. So happy to have two units at the two fifty. Another two unit bet there for uh, our man Scott Bomber Hill, and you can listen, you can follow. 
Scott's musings and uh, tips through the night because you do you do tweet live through the the program, don't you, Scott? And your, your Twitter handle is at uh, Hill Bomber, but you you do tw- uh, tweet through the the program. Yeah, happy to throw a few out there. It's uh, it's good fun, you know, as we as we get through the night and throw a few out and. Uh, yeah, if we can land a couple of winners and uh, and help a few guys along the way, that's what it's all about. I did notice someone put up a Twitter poll of who their favourite um, tipster was last night, and you were one of the four. How'd you end up? It was pretty evenly split when I saw the, the votes, and there was a few votes in there. There was about 25% each. Yeah, BK was uh, BK was leading the push, but uh, <laughs> Bomber, you're in some very, very good company there. So out of that uh, top four, we had BK and yourself. So um, that's a great, uh, great achievement, mate. Yeah, well, any time I'm happy to be mentioned in uh, in BK's company at any any time that you know he's a, as you you're aware, and uh, I'm a massive fan of his. He's you know he does plenty of work and he gets he gets great results. So uh, happy to run a distant third, fourth, or fifth to him at any time. <laughs> All right, we're going to look at the Golden Slipper straight after this, but as we go to the break, let's uh, listen to Lord Roscoe, our tip in the previous, and see how he won on Tuesday night. Blockjaw comes to the outside now. McKinley's back on the inside. Taken out wide. Ali Shah is starting to descend. And then some Copper Beach and Diamond Life drove up behind the pack. In the straight, Lord Roscoe was able to get away from them. McKinley's into the clear. Ali Shah is coming down the outside with Diamond Life. But Lord Roscoe is nicely clear. Big performance racing away. Ali Shah moves to second from McKinley. And then came uh, I battling on Ignite the Passion. But Lord Roscoe wins it well from Ali Shah. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Secret operations out wide and going with it. Some Copper Beach. Major Martini's got a wall in front of it. Can't win. Around the turn, Jasper Vella Beach is just in front. Some Copper Beach goes up on the outside. Jasper Vella Beach in front of Some Copper Beach. And then Major Martini, who's sizzling now, in front. Jasper Vella Beach. Major Martini absolutely rocketing. They go to the line. Jasper. Jasper Vella Beach has just won from Yes, uh, welcome back to Talking Harness WA, brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members save additional 5% every day and loans 123, car loans, debt consolidations. Who do you call? Steve Sell at loans123.com.au. And that was the 2019 edition of the Golden Slipper. And Glenn's not looking lovingly at me after playing that because... Part owner of Major Martini and uh, Glenn. It was almost it was almost a um, a Kingston Town can't win. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Richie uh, declared uh, Major Martini couldn't win, but boy, didn't he sizzle! So thanks for putting me through that pain again this morning, um, Rads. That was terrific. Thank you. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Jasper Vella Beach for uh, Christy Elson and Christine Gary have got a great record in this race um, uh, over the last uh, four or five years. And uh, tonight is a is a great race though, and uh, it's an absolute cracker. It is the Choices Flooring Two-Year-Old Golden Slipper, and uh, it is over the twenty-one. 30 metres. It's race six tonight on the Gloucester Park program and let's have a look at the tab touch market before delving right into this very interesting race. We have uh, number one overjoyed for Robbie Williams at $20 to Blackjack Baby the favourite at 210 came up at $1.80 
um, and is now out to 210. Power play, Jocelyn Young jumps aboard at $101. Talks up a storm at $12. Carabao, 34. Give us a wave at $10. The Good Life, $126. Lavrajo at $23. And outside, Mighty Ronaldo at $13. Justin Prentice goes aboard tonight. Inside the back row, we have Jetstar at $320. Uh, magnificent, who we spoke to Trevor Warwick earlier with Gary Hall Jr. aboard at $11. Uh, Robbie Rocket is at $31. And Scott, this is uh, as good a two-year-old race as you'll see, I think. And the barrier draws made it even more interesting. Geez, this is as good a race as you'll see. This is exciting. Uh, I've yeah, spent so much time on this this week. The barrier draw just made it a, an absolute cracker. Uh, we could have had, you know, this had, you know, a horse like Jetstar drawn two or three. The, he probably goes around a dollar twenty, and the race is over. But it's just opened it right up and given a, a few of their chance in this race. So really, really looking forward to this one. And how do you see it? Uh, how do you see it playing out? The most important thing is, of course, the speed map for this race. So how have you got them placed, Bomber? I've got um, the filial cross. I'm ninety nine percent sure she'll cross it. I can't see the one holding her up. Uh, holding up, um, she's got ridiculously good toe, um, blackjack baby, and her only real chance is to find the pegs early. Um, there'll be, you know, there'll be four or five coming forward from the outside uh, to have a look. There'll be plenty of pressure on. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the the thing is, you know, Get Start. He's a horse that I just keep coming back to him from the back row. He's he's drawn ten which just means we get a better price. I think that's, that's all I keep coming back to. He, he'll he be straight off the pegs early. There'll be pressure on up front with, um, you know, four or five going forward. And he'll just sit back, wait for a chance to roll forward. He can go forward solo. We saw it in the in the Pearl where he just did that and he just blew them away at the 55-9 last half from the back. He's an exciting type. And even his last win when he breezed in a, in a 155 there after galloping off the gate. I just think he's better than these. As good as the field is, he's he's a he's a real star. And going on the last word from um, which uh, Timmy Walker puts together for for um, Rawa, Greg Bond. I, I think he's he's labelled his intentions. We'll be disappointed if we get locked away on the fence. I think the, that was a clear instruction to Ryan to make sure that he's <laughs> that he's that he's in some clear air and and let's see if he's the best two year old. No doubt about that. There'll be, there'll be, he won't see much of the rail here. Um, he'll be straight off. And I wouldn't um, want to be Ryan if I come back and I've stayed on the pegs. <laughs> <laughs> but just, the, there's going to be so much pressure early in this race because, you know, talk up a storm. He has to go forward. Uh, give up, give us a wave. He has to go forward. I think Lavrajo, you know, as much as I can't see him really figuring in the finish, he's really just a strong type that has to roll forward as well. Be, I'm really, really intrigued to see what Vokey does with the filly as to whether he holds up or, or hands up, and that all depend on the pressure he cops in that first six to eight hundred. I think. Um, yep. Either way, Jetstar he sits out the back. He he minds his own business until there's a chance to roll into the race, and then we know that he can rip that really, really strong last half. I'm super confident. That performance in the Pearl was um, was fantastic. Set outside, they went that uh, that very uh, quick last half and. Um, they put a, a big gap on uh, on third and fourth and on the line over the last 50 or 100. He put a good gap on um, Lavra Joe. It was a very powerful win. And uh, yesterday they were betting as much as $3.80 uh, 
with Tab Touch, but uh, into 3.20 this morning. So is that still still overs in your mind, Bummer? That's still overs for mine. I've, I've marked him 250 and probably even a, a touch shorter. Um, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he didn't start shorter than $3. The, the filly's a ridiculous price. She, like, she's a, she's a star. She's a very, very good filly. But, you know, we've seen it before, the fillies against the Colts and particularly these high-speed fillies, they come into a pressure race like this and, and this is a massive assignment for her. I'd be very surprised if she didn't get out close to $4 come, come um, start time. And I, I can't find a way for her to win. As good as she is, she, it's just she's going to find... She's going to cop so much pressure here or she's going to get bailed up on the pegs. Yeah, look, it certainly uh, looks like there's going to be plenty of pressure. Uh, but like you say, she is exceptional and she has that devastating um, that devastating sprint. So it's uh, really going to be determined by the start and who goes forward, what position they, they take and whether they do decide to hold on um, on Black, Blackjack Baby. But... Uh, at $3.20, so uh, you had him marked at $2.50 Jetstar, so another two-unit play, Bomber? Exactly, Morts, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're so lucky that uh, the Quadrios have accepted with this filly because, you know, the, she just adds so much extra to the race. It's it's ridiculous. The the X factor that she brings to this race has really, really opened it, um, opened it up, so... Yeah, really, really looking forward to this one. It's a fairly brave decision because the easy option would have been win the gold bracelet last week, which we would have been very short price favour to do, um, and then worry about the golden slipper. But they've targeted the golden slipper and they've they've bypassed a thirty thousand dollar race that, without taking away anything from the the other fillies, sh- she had the wood on them. So, oh, it, she, yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's it's a it's you know I, I think it's a, I think it's great to see the filly in there. And as you said, the barrier draws just made it so much more interesting with with her drawing so well, Jetstar drawing awkwardly, and the horses that need to go forward drawn wide, so they're going to have to push forward. Yeah. Yeah, it just sets it up perfectly. I mean, there's a couple here, magnificent from the back line. He. He draws beautifully to trail the filly through, and, and he's a great place chance. The only problem with him is he, he's a chance of getting sort of strung up in that running line if the three-wide line comes, or when the three-wide line comes. But, you know, he's been hitting the line quite well. And uh, Mighty Ronaldo, he's another one. If he can get a suck run, particularly if he can grab the back of the horse like Jetstar to get home, he's certainly not without a place hope as well. Yeah, look, he, he certainly would be, but uh, Junior jumps on board magnificent and, like you said, it's going to trail through beautifully. So it was a, a very impressive third last start and I think, um, yeah, like you said, could be a good place chance tonight as well. Absolutely. going to get a perfect run. Just needs a little bit of luck in the last six to 800, which they probably all do, to be fair. All right, that was uh, the Golden Slipper. It's got to be a great race. It's uh, race six tonight and uh, it comes up at uh, 7.50 tonight here in WA. Before we let you go, Bomber, I know you were keen on uh, one in the free-for-all, and let's just have a look at the market. I think we might have missed our price. Better be Oscars are scratching. Number two, I'm Soxy at $31. This is race five, mind you, over the 21, 30 metres, the race before uh, the Golden Slipper. Number one, number two, I'm Soxy is $31. Chiruscaro at $31. Rock Me Over, $51. And then uh, the, the ones in the market are drawn a little bit wider. Boat 2 Premier at 440 Hands on Wheels first up at 260 It's uh, got out to 340 and back into 260 so a bit of support there. Volton Tin last week's winner at $11. And Chicago Bull heavily supported the champion. 205 into 180 uh, Scott, we might have missed the, the price at the, the Eva Money about Chicago Bull. Yeah, very surprised to see black figures come up about the champ in this race. I think 
this is the one race that won't be quite as tactical as what he's had to put up with over the last, you know, five to six runs. Um, you've got horses like Chiroscuro, Rock Me Over, Moto Premier that go forward, which I think means Hands and Wheels has to go back uh, first up. Volt and Tin won't get the opportunity to dictate. Like Invoke, he just drove one of the best front-running drives we've seen for a long time last week to beat the bull out in front, but I don't think he'll get the front tonight. And the bull just has the tactical speed and ability to do, you know, he, Junior can just sum it up from the back. He can roll round to the breeze. He can come three wide solo. And I really, this is his race tonight. I, even at $1.80, I think he's over. Okay. All right. Good. Might be a three unit bet there for the response. It's $1.80. Oh, super keen him tonight. He just, I, I think he just gets the opportunity to do whatever he likes. And, and we all know how good he is. Uh, and there's no... No real uh, snipers tonight. Hands and wheels may get the back of him coming forward, but, yeah, I'd love to see Junior get this bloke round to the breeze and uh, just dictate tonight. I, I really think he'll be winning. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. Good luck, and uh, no doubt we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend, and go the Bombers, Mort. Yeah, go the Bombers. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. As as we go to the break, let's listen to Volton 10. His last three quarters, 28-4, 27-7 and 28. No wonder they couldn't pick him up. Here's Volton 10 last week. And the leader is Volton 10. Chicago Bulls coming now. And then came Kiris Giro. Wider out his Golden State still running on. Followed by Battle Party. And further back in the field is Mr. Bushido. Looks a race in two on the corner though. The leader Volton 10. Chicago Bull trying hard. Then Kiris Giro. Battle Party. Uh, Volton 10 fighting back bravely on the inside. Chicago Bull can't get there. And then Kiris Giro. But it's Volton 10. Vokes stolen it out in front. And Volton 10 races home to win it well. Volton 10 from Chicago. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Savannah JJ's run right up behind them. Sparkling success, the widest runner. Wobbly hit the lead again. He's just in front. McLovin coming. Savannah JJ getting through. Then My Sky Pocket. It's Wobbly in front. Out wide McLovin. Savannah JJ. McLovin hit the lead. Savannah JJ comes through, but McLovin won again. McLovin beats Savannah JJ. Yeah, Dan, at his brilliant best there with McLovin. And what a performance. Uh, it was a great win after right high winning the previous. And... Uh, Jason, exciting racing at Melton last Saturday night and uh, typified by McLovin in, in a race named after just about one of my favourite all-time trotters, Noopy Kiosk. Yeah, no better juvenile trotter has there been than Noopy Kiosk. And, of course, it would have been wonderful for Chris Alford if Wobbly had won the race with his association with Noopy. But on this occasion, McLovin, look, he's just so strong, isn't he? I mean, for a horse... Better known as a stay. He's got a magnificent record over the short trip at Melton. He was a Bill Collins sprint winner at Group 1 level, and he was gasping for air with about uh, 700 metres to go. They were going too quick for him, but as soon as he balanced up in the straight, he was too good. He's a very big, tough warrior, Andy Gath said. Not the best horse I've ever trained, but I'll tell you what, he's got an amazing will to win. Now, news of the COVID restrictions means that you'll go back into zone racing, not quite the same as last time, but zones around the the restrictions, which is uh, pretty sad news for, for harness racing, but a necessary step. Yes, sad but sensible, I think, is the way to look at it, really. I, I kind of thought maybe even the week before, before that Metropolitan meeting, we might have made an early call, but we waited for the state government here in Victoria 
to bring us back in lockdown. Uh, six weeks more of winter punks to Tony Phil style, but um, yeah, we're going to be in that situation for a little while. And they acted decisively and quickly. So that Melton meeting that was slated for this Saturday night has been transferred to Bendigo and. The good news for Victorian Harness Racing is the panic nomination kicked in straight away. We're going to get nine races. There was 100 noms within a couple of hours. So we're still going to have good racing at Bendigo, but we, we won't be having that proper metropolitan racing again for at least, well, at least a month, I'd say. Well, you've been on fire. Another two winners last week. Eureka again. Can you help us out this week? I'm going to try. The problem I've got here, boys, is the fact that we haven't got early odds yet because this meeting's been scrambled together. But so I don't know exactly what we're going to get for these horses. I'll I'll avoid Eureka again because I'll sound like uh, an echo ring in the WA studios there. I'll go race three, number nine, Dark Terror, as my best on the program. I think the second line draw is an obstacle enough to mean we should get some sort of price. But he's got a class edge on his rivals. And I reckon at better value... A bit of a mercurial customer named Bopper Jetties. Only got one trick. He has to sit back and come with one run. But in race four, number 10, I reckon, Bopper Jet might be the one that we get at better value. So if you've only got a small amount of money, load up on Dark Terror. But if you're happy to play a little speculatively, I think that uh, Bopper Jet can win race four, number 10 as well, boys. Well, JB, you've been in very, very good form uh, over the last uh, few weeks you've been joining us. So long may it continue and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks, boys. I'll just grab another beer out of this retrovision <laughs> fridge I've got here and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Good on you, JB. Yes, uh, he's not joking either because <laughs> it's probably beer o'clock over in, in Victoria. Um, our man, Ben Cray. Ben, you're a hard act to follow, JB, isn't he? Oh, mate, he's doing well. Um, when he said he's going to grab a beer out of the retrovision fridge, I assume they're Foster's malt, are they? Which <laughs> what else would it be, You've basically got the whole supply in Australia of, I think. What else? No one be? else drinks it. Exactly, mate. No, exactly. Hey, uh, BK, you um, uh, you tipped us into one at uh, very good odds uh, at Newey uh, the other day. I think it was ran third, and yeah. um, that was a good. It was a one by four play, so that was a good result. Yeah, there. and I think it was what four fifty a play. It was yeah. about thirty to one, so we got something out of that. So that was good. Yeah, no, it was a great result. And uh, what have you got for us this weekend, uh, BK? Look, mate, it's, um, you know, Newcastle's on again tonight. They're on every Friday night. That's one of my favourite tracks, as you know. But, um, look, I've gone through the whole meeting and there's not a lot of what I would call value there. Um, I have backed a few things there or like a few things that I can uh, fill you in on. Um, but there's a couple of place bets I don't mind. And look, sometimes in the trots, I know people don't like betting the, the place necessarily, but the trots, they can really get a good run on the fence or something like that and, and uh, they can be value. So race one number nine, uh, Nicotaris. Looks like probably the second best horse in the race. It's trailing out the dollar sixty favour or something. Look, you might get even money or something to place here. I don't really like tipping him to you that short, obviously. But this week there wasn't too much that I that I liked. Um, race two, the one that got us the the cash last week, buckle down, buddy. He's around again at big odds again, twenty five to one or thereabouts. So you'll probably get three dollars a place there. I think the favour will be too good. It looks like a uh, it looks way too good for them. But something to place there. And for uh, for wind punters, uh, race five, number seven, Mr. Brazil looks to have a lap on these ones. It's unfortunately it's about a dollar eighty, and again I don't like to put you into those type of odds, but I can only do what's out there tonight, and it looks to have a lap on them. Race five, number seven, Mr. Brazil. Just going forward, tomorrow night is a really good race at uh, Menangle, where Alta Orlando steps back out. You guys know that horse pretty well. Um, one of the Miracle Mile favourites last year. It's drawn 11. Look, it's $2.40 in fixed odds. It would only have to be halfway near its best to be to be going close, I would have thought. 
Black Printers in the race as well. It's flying. As per usual, McCarthy's got a bit of a domination on this race, but um, you would think Alto Orlando would only have to be somewhere near its best to be beating these, I would have thought. Well, we're actually going to talk to Luke McCarthy on the program next week to discuss Alto Orlando and probably better enforce coming over to the WA uh, Carnival in uh, November and December. So uh, I think a good lead in there for Menangle this week from a BK. Well, I hope you've got like an hour free to talk about all, all the winners he's had because, geez, geez, he's dominant there. Isn't he what? Isn't he what? And, uh, and fantastic driver. There's no one else I'd like to put me money on that. No, yeah, Just exactly. about the best big race driver in the country, isn't he? Just, just never makes a mistake, you know. Like, there's obviously every state has one of them, you know. Yeah. But, you know, he's the one there, and just, just dominates. It's just, it really, you're not, you know, what you're getting there. Put it that way. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, BK. Thank you, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good I'll weekend. Grab a Foster's. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. I think it's time for us to grab a Foster's. Uh, and, and as we said, Luke McCarthy on the program next week. So, um, yeah, as, as he said, he's just dominating uh, New South Wales at the moment, in particular Menangle and. Uh, is definitely coming over at this stage with um, looks like Alter Orlando, better enforced for the mares, and uh, he's got a strong hand in the free-for-alls and the mares in, in New South Wales at the moment, Luke. That is great news. As you said, he just is dominating New South Wales, and would be great to see him across here for our carnival. We're just going to add so much to the racing, which is fantastic. So, All right, that uh, just about wraps us up today, Morts. Uh, Good luck tonight. A part owner of Mighty Ronaldo, the barrier draw hasn't gone your way, so you might get a little bit more luck on the track tonight. Oh, look, I hope that uh, we manage to get the back of Jetstar, and um, who knows, we could uh, could sneak into a place. would be great. So uh, looking forward to it. Great night of racing at Gloucester Park. Um, thanks to our uh, sponsors, Tab Touch, uh, the Nude Nut at uh, Loans123, and Retrovision, of course. So looking forward to seeing you all out at Gloucester Park this evening. Sure do. First race at uh, 5.17. The feature race is race number six at 7.50. Hope we found you a couple of winners. Until next week, it's bye for now. Bye. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.